Welcome to Safety Net, a patient safety podcast with news, trends, and ideas from CRICO, the insurance program for all of the Harvard Medical Institutions and their affiliates, bringing a data-driven approach to reducing medical error through clinical analysis of malpractice claims. At a recent gathering of malpractice defense attorneys in Boston, a senior leader from Mass General Brigham described a growing phenomenon in care delivery, home hospital. The idea is to treat highly screened patients in their homes after being admitted rather than at the hospital. For certain patients, it will be better than an inpatient stay, and the hospital can use inpatient beds for more acute cases. The lawyers heard about the challenges and risks of scaling up a home hospital program from Heather O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan is an adult gerontology nurse practitioner and president of home-based care for Mass General Brigham. Wonderful to be here with all of you. Um, my goal, as I was sharing a little bit earlier with one of your colleagues, is that when you leave today, that you understand what home-based care is and what home hospital is, especially as Mass General Brigham is currently executing the largest home hospital in the country. And that's a little tongue-in-cheek because that being said, we're only at double digits, um, but it's still um, quite a significant undertaking. So why now? Um, it is a hot topic. I don't know how often um, this has come across your desk or your LinkedIn. It's no longer home care, which is the traditional VNA as we all know it. This home hyphen based care is the hot buzzword. Um, and I think it'll, not I think, I know it will become part of um, your practice um, in the future. Primary care, virtual primary care. Think about COVID. How many of us you know, really appreciated having that opportunity for the telehealth visit in our, either for our families, our loved ones, you know, ourselves. You know, that was really sort of the, the, the first bubbling up of it all. Um, at Mass General Brigham, we also have virtual observation. So um, you're all familiar with ob status. We can now do that actually in the home. Um, and what I'll be predominantly speaking with you today about is home hospital um, and also post-acute care in the home. So this is a home-based care is across a continuum. It is not a intended to be a replacement for any type of inpatient services. It is available to individuals that can successfully continue a course of medical care in a non-acute setting in their home. Um, and so it's really a hybrid opportunity for patients that meet criteria. So we run at Mass General Brigham um, uh, oftentimes well over 100% capacity in the emergency room. It is still a significant problem. Um, and how are we gonna relieve that is actually by um, identifying um, diseases, conditions, and patients that can be successfully treated in a non-acute setting, opening up space and capacity for those patients that, act, that require that bricks and mortar. Technology advancements. Um, so we have the tech um, to enable the care that we want to provide in non-bricks-and-mortar settings. And then um, a favorable regulatory environment. And then changing competitive landscape that I just mentioned. Um, it's a hot topic. Um, the phone is ringing off the hook um, to anyone that has um, background knowledge or expertise in the home from private equity, VC, you name it. So it's also, although it's very exciting, um, it's, I, I think, I don't say dangerous, but it's a little risky with everyone just trying to run in and grab what the um, opportunity could be. We just really have to keep you know, top line focus on outcomes. Next slide. 
what I want to draw your attention to is the bottom of the slide, these foundational capabilities, remote patient monitoring, we've got home-based diagnostics, we can take your, um, your blood and have your um, CBC results in seven minutes, um, home-based therapeutic, your IVs, um, mobile integrated health, MIH as it's referred to, which um, really um, launched heavily during COVID, um, virtual care, um, and then this is the tough one, the real-time logistics orchestration, which is quote-unquote that last mile service delivery. Um, MRP, uh, we have, uh, they're not Subarus, but they remind me of Subarus, we have mini ambulances that are driving around Massachusetts today that are fully stocked um, with paramedics um, and all the supplies that they need that are doing visits in the home. Um, and that was um, a continuation from what was kicked off with COVID. And then virtual observation, I already sort of touched on that. You know, why would we stay um, in an OBS unit, in an OBS bed in the hospital, if we could do that at home and still have those, that diligent oversight? And um, moving into home hospital. All righty. So with home hospital, we identify those patients through rigorous screening, payer agnostic, um, a very clear um, cohort of diagnoses that we have a high degree of confidence in managing in the home. We offer um, home hospital to those patients. Um, they're fully consented. Um, and then by doing that, shifting that whole group of patients um, to the home, we open up more capacity. Um, this is a way of, again, allow, serving our community in, in a more significant way, making sure that we have access to those beds when patients really need to be in the acute setting, and then also, you know, helps us avoid, you know, capital expenses with, you know, building new hospitals, because I, I don't know, um, I don't have a crystal ball, but there's been no relief in sight for individuals requiring the, the level of care that we're able to provide. Next slide. So what are the benefits? Um, so patients love it, families love it, a and the results prove that we have lower complications, lower, lower mortality, reduced emergency department utilization, lower readmits, and um, lower length of stay. I mean, that's pretty amazing to be able to say all of those things. Um, for clinicians, it is very meaningful. Our clinicians are burnt out, paramedics, docs, nurses, you name it. They've had it, they're exhausted. Um, and for some clinicians, at a, at a given point in their career, this feels amazing. They have the time to sit with the patient, to sit with the family, um, to not feel as um, rushed and harried um, because there could be somebody, somebody else that needs their attention. Um, I, I can't tell you what a win it is um, for our clinicians. And then for the system, like I mentioned, um, shifting patients to lower cost of care, we're able to reduce total cost of care I think by about 38%. I have a slide on that coming up. Um, and I, I think what's um, really exciting about this slide is the single digit readmit rate. Hope we can keep it that way. Um, but compared to you know, a 23% for inpatient, that's, that's massive. Um, we've also noticed fewer lab orders, fewer imaging studies, um, fewer um, consultations. And I'll share with you the length of stay, interestingly, is about the same for a home hospital patient as it would be for an inpatient, um, around that 5, 5.7 um, uh, length of stay. And one little bullet there, smaller proportion of the, of the day spent lying down. You can just think of if you're getting cared for at home for pneumonia 
or cellulitis versus if you were getting cared for in the hospital. And most of us would be like stuck in that hospital bed and you know, you know, take an occasional trip to the restroom and then back in. At home, you've got to get up, you've got to make your tea, you've got to um, you know, let your dog in or out if you can. So all that being said, we're at a 26 um, bed capacity today. Um, 26 bed capacity, we run an average daily census of about 19 or so. So that means 19 active patients that would qualify for inpatient stay you know, in this geography. Typical diagnoses, COPD, CHF, sepsis, um, uh, you know, those, are, those are the biggies. I am often asked about equity, um, and you, you probably already read it by now, but 70% of our patients are over the age of 65, um, and that is older than our typical general inpatient hospital, hospitalized individual, which is 52. And then compared to general inpatient population, our home hospital patients are more um, racially diverse. And we are spending a lot of time and thought and effort and analysis into making sure um, that we get this right going forward. So I'm just very fortunate to have a, a big team um, doing a, a lot more um, work on eligibility criteria. Mass General Brigham, like I said, is steadfast in building out this opportunity um, because it is critical in serving our community that we open up capacity, that we relieve the burden and the stress on our clinicians, um, and we, we will proceed ahead regardless of the um, federal reimbursement. What that looks like, our relationships with payers, um, how we have to you know, um, work very collaboratively with the state around our intent, et cetera, we will figure that out. Um, and then as far as compliance, I, I already mentioned, you know, we have very strict clinical and social eligibility criteria, and we do have a COP with CMS for this, um, for this care model, and um, obviously we adhere to those requirements. So another risk, lack of 24-7 on-site premise, right? You've got, typically, you've got, you know, the nurse 17 steps away at the, at the nurse's station. You've got the resident four, four floors down. That is not there, you know, in the middle of the night when somebody might have, you know, shortness of breath, et cetera. However, like I mentioned, we have the 24-7 tech-enabled monitoring, on-demand telehealth. We've got escalation protocols. There's always 911. Um, and again, which is why we are being very careful about the expansion and the geography that we serve because we have to make sure, we, we can't have a single, a single miss on any of this. Um, and adverse events in liability. Um, obviously, quality and safety, I, I get tremendously supported you know, by both AMCs um, in, making, in having you know, all of the, 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 path, the pathways and support um, in doing what we need to do to set up this um, correctly. That being said, we are, we are figuring this out every single day. Um, so again, Mass General Brigham um, is just absolutely steadfast in ensuring that the care that we deliver outside of the wall, four, four walls is the same that will be provided in other settings. That world-class care, academic medical center, um, you know, really Mass General um, Brigham views that the future of healthcare is in the home and MGB will be leading that future and I am very privileged to be a part of all of that, ensuring that we care for the patient at the right time, at the right place, um, and the right care. You've heard a lot of that, but now it's actually happening. Where the right place could be at home or alternative settings for individuals. All right, thank you very much.
Thank you for listening to SafetyNet, a podcast of news, trends, and ideas from Crico in the Harvard Medical System. Find all of our podcasts at www.rmf.harvard.edu slash podcast and subscribe. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and then rate and review the show to help others find it too.